we are on episode one we are kicking off with hybrid diaries our brand new podcast to talk about all things fitness racing my name is george crew and i'm here with my co-host george blackwell yo what's up so we are here we've started this podcast we basically had an idea that fitness racing there's not much about it in the middle east we know it's going to be huge in the future it's already huge across other countries um like the us and europe it's massive it's just going over to asia now uh and basically we're hoping that it's going to get bigger and have more events here in the middle east so we, we've decided to do a podcast about it uh share what it's all about and hopefully get some more and more people into it because it's a really exciting sport um so yeah we're doing this to basically grow recognition of what fitness racing is yeah, yeah great thanks george um should we uh obviously this is our first first podcast that we're doing for everybody so um i think it's quite important that we introduce ourselves a little bit yeah, so I'll start. So yeah, my name's George. Uh, I lived out here in Dubai for around nine years now. Uh, I run a company called Spirit Level. Uh, I'm a coach and actually a hybrid fitness coach. Uh, I run that company with uh, Danielle. She is my fiance out here. Uh, I say out here, she's just my fiance. I don't have another one. Um, <laughs> and we started Spirit Level around two years ago. Um, we actually, when we started, our main core was running and obstacle racing, things like Spartan Race. Um, and then we gradually started to get into this like hybrid fitness scene, this fitness racing scene. Uh, and we realized that actually it really, really suits us. Uh, and there's a lot of traction there and a lot of people enjoy it. So we kind of transformed our business model and now we are solely focusing on training people for these hybrid fitness events. Why do you, why do you think it does cater to like so many different people? Cause obviously like a lot of people just do CrossFit, a lot of people just do OCR or they just do running. Why do you feel like it catered for like everybody that was coming to your classes, all of your clients, um, and how they're now pretty much all transitioned over to hybrid racing? Yeah, I think there's just so much crossover there. Like, um, you know, if you come from an endurance background or if you come from a CrossFit background or even a, like a lifting background, you there is something in hybrid fitness that you can you can do well, and then you just have to scrub up on the other things. So I think, you know, we'll, we'll, let's. Let's hear a little bit about you, and then we'll go on to that, talk about the details of what uh, fitness racing is, what is hybrid, what we perceive hybrid to be, um, and then, yeah, we can talk a little bit more about our experiences and give some give the listeners a little bit of advice on what we've basically gained so far. And we've been doing fitness racing now probably for the last year. Yeah, so, just yeah, over a year, maybe. Yeah, just over a year that we've been actually solely focusing on this like hybrid fitness racing. Uh, so, George, tell us some about, a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm the other George in this uh, in this relationship, um, as as people like to point it out, just the other guy. Um, so uh, a bit of a stop-start sporting background uh, in the UK. Played a lot of football, the odd uh, OCR race, um, and then since moving to uh, Dubai six years ago, uh, very quickly fell into that uh, typical Dubai lad lifestyle. Uh, not much uh, a movement in terms of any kind of fitness related activities apart from uh, lifting my right arm to put a pint up to my mouth and that was it <laughs> like <laughs> Which, most people do yeah I think we're all guilty of doing that at some point <laughs> but um, yeah I mean three years ago stumbled across uh, an Instagram page uh, like George has already said um, when he was into OCR and obviously having done a couple of races myself um, and realizing that I'd kind of let myself go for, yeah, I, I, can, I can see myself getting back into it. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. Um, started again with mainly running uh, because as I'm sure everybody's aware, OCR has quite a lot of running involved. 
and then uh, when we noticed Hyrox, actually we noticed Hyrox coming up probably two years ago. Yeah, I think it was more than that. We, yeah, it was more than, it was where I used to work, I, I ran a simulation. So yeah. we did a Hyrox sim and that was, I'd say probably three years ago now. And there's a lot of traction there. A lot of people came to do it. Um, and then it's just grown from there, really. I think we've just adapted into these hybrid athletes because of the style of training that we did anyway. It's kind for of Spartan. just in a natural transition. Yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of suits, obviously, like you said, with OCR and with Spartan, you do a lot, lot more running than you will in most hybrid fitness events that are currently there. I'm sure there's going to be loads more. Um, mate, should we talk about the different um, like hybrid fitness races there is? Yeah, Because sure. I, think, I think there's not many anyway, so it's not going to take as long. So I'd say Hyrox is obviously the biggest, right? Hyrox is... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, although obviously we're based in the Middle East, I think pretty much everybody here has heard or at least seen what Hyrox is they've got a pretty good understanding for it whereas there's a lot of other events like uh, Spartan have DECA uh, which has been happening here for the past couple of years and obviously with Spirit Level there's the Fusion event that's taken off um, so yeah let's probably go maybe a little bit more into those yeah so yeah talking about Hyrox then so let's start with the biggest so I think obviously I first heard about Hyrox it was founded in seven, uh, 2017 so it's like you know it's, it's a really really young company it's like six years old now um, it's a German brand. It started out in Europe and got a bit of traction. And you'd noticed a lot of like OCR athletes got into it, but it didn't blow up until it, it kind of like launched in the UK and I'd say the US. And, and this is us looking from an outside in. We're seeing basically stuff that we see on Instagram. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the UK have just taken it and, and taken it to another level. Like now this year, the World Champs is going to be in the UK. Normally it's over in the US. Um, and they've taken it to, to the UK just solely because of how many people are going to their events. Like all of their UK events are selling out like six months in advance. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've only got to look at the type of athletes they were getting in, like from a very early conception of, of, the, of the sport. I mean, the most notable one that everybody again out here would have heard of is, is Hunter McIntyre. Mm. And you look at everything he's done OCR-wise, CrossFit, he's, he's a big catch, big name for them to to get involved and really push the brand. Yeah, so if you don't know Hunter McIntyre, he's basically from an obstacle racing background. I think he started off in like cross country, did uh, a lot of Spartan races and he did like OCR world champs. Um, he then kind of packed all that in and decided to give it a shot at CrossFit. I think he committed like two to three years of his life just to try and become good at CrossFit, bulked up a lot because he wasn't a big guy before, bulked up a lot, put a lot of muscle on, um, did okay in CrossFit. Got but, fluffy. <laughs> yeah, got fluffy, I guess, but did all right in CrossFit. Obviously, all the training for CrossFit helped him. And then I, I think since then, he's kind of managed to blend the two. And that just fits so well with uh, hybrid racing and in particular high rock. So, so Hunter's got that endurance background, cross country running. Like he was very good at Spartan racing and obstacle racing. And then bulked up, got stronger, got more powerful through CrossFit. And now he's kind of almost blended the two and and just dominates high rocks like he's got he's just broke the world record in barcelona recently uh, i think he's broke the world record four times he's only lost twice i think um he pretty much if he's on the start line you know that you're basically racing for second or third because you pretty much can guarantee <laughs> he's going to win and that's just purely based on he's been training this way for such an amount of time i, I i'm sure there's going to be other athletes that are going to be able to contend with him but i think that based on the amount of time he's managed to commit. I think, I don't even know if it was a plan of his, but without knowing, he kind of just is already this like 
almost name, yeah it's he? a global name for for high rocks and that in his personality and his he's almost like the conor mcgregor of fitness racing i'd say he's got this like <laughs> attitude about him like there's yeah. obviously a lot of ego there but he kind of backs up most of the stuff that he says uh and that's kind of helped you know high rock spread the word and get the name out there and yeah, i wouldn't say it's solely him but he's definitely helped a lot and i think he also knows that and i think high rocks know that he's helped a lot there with the sport um, I think he's also a prime example. Like he he started as a endurance athlete. Mm. It's fair to say, right? He's and we see it now. Like with with the guys that are getting involved in this sport. Like there's not many people that are have been training for hybrid for the last ten years. They yeah. they either come from that running background or they come from a CrossFit background, and then they're adding the other to their repertoire to become a hybrid athlete. So I think they, that that's a prime example of why hybrid fitness racing is becoming so popular with everybody because you don't have to have done CrossFit for 10 years to be good at it. You could have done, you could you could be a runner, you could be a CrossFit athlete, you could, you could have played rugby all your life. Um, and then that transition to coming into fitness racing is, is not as difficult and, and as daunting as if you wanted to get into CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, let's touch on what, hybrid is so i'm going to do a quick google search we now. kind of got a sidetrack there because we were going to talk about all the different races and yeah we will we'll go back to it we're going to talk about <laughs> high rocks is the biggest and like i would say you know it's, it's the most globally recognized um but talking about hybrid like because you were just touching on like different athletes coming in uh to hybrid or say high rocks so if i just type in hybrid on google basically comes up here a thing made by combining two different elements and that's yeah. basically what hybrid is that's what hybrid fitness is you're basically combining strength and endurance obviously there's power in there but it's mainly strength and endurance and i would say it is strength endurance but typically it's an endurance sport with lots of strength movements that's talking about hybrid uh, sorry high rocks high rocks is a the, probably the longest one that's out there at the minute um typically you know most people are much longer than an hour mm. obviously the best in the world male are you know, well, Hunter's, Hunter's world record time is 54 minutes, so that's the fastest Insane. time. Um, I'm not sure what the female pro time is at the minute, but it's around that hour mark. So, you know, you're looking at that sort of length if you're going to be competitive and up there with the best in the world. But your typical athlete, you know, you can be looking at something, I would say, around 90 minutes when you're coming in from, you know, a running background or a CrossFit background. You know, you're going to be out there for 90 minutes in a high rocks. Uh, should we touch on the others? Yeah, let's speak about the others. We get way too excited yeah. about high rocks. <laughs> so I think this leads us on to the next topic that we want to talk about. Like a little bit about how we got into it and the next one is Decca so we kind of fell into it didn't we really so well the thing is at the time we were doing OCR races and I think with everybody when you mention OCR you automatically think of Spartan and then obviously Spartan had well, I mean they were running Decca events already in the US weren't they mm. um, and then uh, eventually there was there was one announced out here so we just thought yeah we'll, we'll jump at it and give do it you, a go do you remember why we did it I can't remember why we did it. What was the reason behind it? So we did um, our first Decker, not as a Decker. It was uh, the Gov Games qualifier. Oh, that's right, yeah. So obviously a lot of people out wow, here know I Gov Games. That was the first one. <laughs> yeah. um, so out here, there's there's uh, Gov Games, which is obviously a big like kind of like ninja warrior type obstacle race. It's a team thing. So we created a team. One of the guys, uh, one of our mates, Tarek, was basically pushing us to to do. Um, Gov Games. That's right, because we weren't going to do it, were we? No, we weren't going to do it, and I didn't. I didn't look. You know, Gov Games has been going on for a while, but there was that many teams, and so I didn't have that much interest in it um, until we did it, and then it was amazing. But we 
we was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's sign up. And then there was a qualifier event. And it turns out the qualifier event for this Gov Games was pretty much a decker fit, but only with 320 meters of running. So it wasn't an official decker. And we had to do it as seven of us, wasn't there? there was, was it seven? Yeah, all seven yeah, of us seven. had to do it. Yeah. So we, all seven of us did this kind of like different decker. It was a decker fit, but 320 meters of running. And then all of the stations, like the zones, you, you wasn't allowed to leave the zone until everybody had finished. So we rocked up to this thing with no training really towards it, like specific training. And we meant, we ended up finishing like second overall. We qualified for the Gov Games and finished second overall. And we realized, ah, oh, this thing kind of suits mm. us because it's kind of the way we've been training for years uh, with like Spartan racing and like OCRs. So um, yeah, we kind of fell fell upon Decker and then yeah. the, the brand kind of launched out here in Dubai and, and they just started doing more events. They did the... Um, the Deca Mile, and then I think they had the Fit. I never did the Strong. I think the Strong was first, which is the, they've got three different ones. So they've got the Deca Strong, the Deca Mile, and the Deca Fit. And there's 10 stations. Uh, you've got the Deca Strong, which you just do all the stations back to back. Deca Mile, you do a 160 meter run before each station. And the Deca Fit is a 500 meter run before each station to finish with 5K. So I think, I didn't do the Strong, because I think that was the first one that it did. We did the Fit as a group, group. and that was, like a great result yeah but that deck of fit was it was kind of in between as well because we remember it was only a 320 meter run yeah so it's like in between the mile and the fit yeah. which was cool it was a kind of like a, a hybrid decker because so, it wasn't even a decker it had no place it was just a qualifier but it was really good fun but uh you've done all right at a couple of these deckers as well haven't you yeah so <laughs> and again that's probably why we got into it so like we did my first official like solo decker was the decker mile in Nelsif. um Again, I stumbled upon it, rocked up there on race day with no specific training towards it. And I just thought, I'll see how we go. It wasn't even feeling great on the day and then ended up winning overall. And yeah, it was it was a pretty cool result. Beat some very good athletes that I've never beat in Spartan racing. I was like, ah, this, this hybrid stuff kind of like suits me actually. There's, I've got quite a few strengths here for my body type. I'm six foot two. I think back then I probably would have been around 87, 88 kg. I'm now at 90. Um, yeah, and I think it just kind of suited my body type and I'd been running quite a lot. So obviously the running helped. Um, and so, yeah, then it was kind of like, okay, right, I'm going to look more into this uh, <laughs> into this yeah. hybrid stuff. Well, no, at the end of the day, like you, you stumble across something you enjoy and you're pretty good at, you'd, you'd be pretty stupid to not explore that that yeah. avenue. Um, and it's exactly what you've done since with uh, with with Spirit Level. And since, uh, since you've launched Spirit Level, obviously Fusion has come about. Yeah. Um, which is another uh, Dubai-born uh, hybrid race, hybrid mm. fitness race, mm. um, which seems to have gained quite a lot of traction even after its first event. Yeah, well, I think the reason is, so obviously with coming back to Decker, we, we did that Decker mile and we got so many like clients and other people involved with it. I think we rocked up and we had the most people at that event as a team. And then the next one, the same thing. You could just see our blue and white striped oh, shirt everywhere so cool, yeah. everywhere you look you could see a spirit level shirt so it's like okay this is like you know there's a lot of people interested in this thing you don't see anyone not enjoying it and there's like no one else is really doing this or training towards it it's like okay so you know this is what we're going to do we're good as it we're good at it ourselves like danny's solid at them as well uh, so it's like okay let's you know let's kind of go down that route and then you know more and more people were interested um there wasn't many events happening there wasn't enough events happening so we had a bit of a chat and decided okay let's you know put together our own concept herox isn't here yet in dubai or middle east Decker's very slow you know there's no reason why we can't be putting on our own sort of hybrid event so we spent some time coming up with a concept we tested it tested it and tested it again uh and then yeah fusion was born um 
and then yeah we, we ran a fusion started this year january had i think overall around 80 people um the differences between us and like a bigger events company like hyrox and deco is we're running this event out of a gym and we don't have much space so we can only run so many people in a heat at a time um but signups wise we had around 80 different people and you know we've got another one now next month and again there's a lot of traction lots of people signing up and you know it's kind of that hybrid event under spirit level that we want to run and it's to give people that that hybrid kind of like scratch that itch you know because there's a lot of crossover lots of crossfitters are getting involved but then we've also got lots of like endurance athletes getting involved and then obviously the the bulk of the spirit level crew as well yeah i mean speaking from experience doing the doing fusion as a from the solo point of view and from a, a pairs point of view um i think we saw from solo people that have been training for specifically like hybrid training have been fell naturally into that solo event um, whereas we saw guys who were runners crossfit athletes for we'll give the doubles a go just so they can get that introduction into it um, and i think we saw like especially with the nightclub vibes that we had yeah. here with with the dj and the lights and uh, everything else that uh, they loved it yeah, um, yeah and yeah i mean hence why you've now launched another one yeah i think i think yeah so they're the main three events so you've got high rocks you've got deco and then obviously we have fusion which is our own event there is more and more uh, cropping up i know that in the uk people are doing similar to what we've done with fusion and they're making their own hybrid events uh i'm pretty sure hunter started his own thing called uh, battle bunker as well battle which bunker, is yeah. it's kind of like a hybrid event uh but i would say obviously the biggest two with the most backing are high rocks and obviously deco um I think what we should do before we move on, I think we should actually talk about what's involved in a Hyrox and what's involved in a Decca. I mean, you can, like for the listeners, you can just Google them, but we'll explain in the same order really what a Hyrox is. So there's lots of different categories and I'd advise to go and have a look at them. You can do them on your own. You can do them uh, with a partner or like, we'll talk a bit later, but me and George actually did a relay, which was pretty cool, which we've got some exciting stuff to talk about <laughs> with that. But we, um, so yeah, with a Hyrox, it's, it's basically to simplify it, it's 8K, of running it's eight fitness stations and you will always do a 1k run before each fitness station so the fitness stations are one kilometer ski erg 50 meter sled push 50 meter sled pull 80 meters burpee broad jump five uh, sorry 1k row um what, what's next 200 meter farmer's carry 100 meter walking sandbag lunges and then you finish with 100 wall balls so you run a 1k effort in the arena before you go in and you complete that fitness station and then when you finish your hundredth wall ball you go over you kind of go up a small ramp over the finish line and you get your finish time so as you can imagine 8k of running plus all those fitness stations is a pretty brutal event yeah i mean just just to break that down a bit more you you've done a few uh few high rocks events now yourself like say across every category now mm. this uh this 8k of running sometimes this scares people when when there's that much running involved do you think people should be scared of it or it's something that's that just adds like to the enjoyment factor because i know previously i've spoken to people about high rocks and then when they tell me they don't know what it is and i explain it to them the the general feedback is not so much how am i going to push this sled it's more crikey there's there's eight kilometers of running in this like how am i going to get through that yeah and i think i think that depends on the background what they're coming from right so most of the time if they're from a strength or crossfit lifting sort of background and they don't run much then the run's going to be scaring people but on the other hand if you're from a running background or some sort of endurance background then it's like the sleds and the wall balls that are going to scare people because that's what you would do more in in things like crossfit or strength training so it it depends on the person really um 
like me personally i love both but it's because we've been training the hybrid way for a long time so i kind of enjoy all of it um the run definitely in the race feels like the rest but you, you're still pushing you're never resting but you know i do look forward to getting away like getting off the lunges and getting back to the run for example even though that run after lunges <laughs> is horrible it's probably yes. the worst one it's not the best yeah. <laughs> um but now to answer your question i think yeah, it all depends on the athlete, and I think that's the same in training. You know, we're, that's why, like, obviously, we're coaching people people for these events. And you know, first first question I'll ask them is like, "What's your background?" Because you know, most of the time, if they're they're from a strength or a CrossFit background, then most of their running is going to be sorry, most of their uh, training is going to be tailored around running. Yeah. Uh, if they're from a running background, then most of their training is going to be tailored around strength training, or at least compromised strength training. What's your favorite part in high rocks? Yeah. Going across the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that because it's over or it's yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, I think going across the finish line is definitely the. You know, it's that it's that satisfying feeling of when you finished a hundred wall balls. There's no taking away from what you've just done. Like it's a brutal event, yeah. and after a hundred wall balls, going over that line doesn't matter how hard you've pushed or what your time is. It's still a really satisfying feeling. And if you don't get the time that you want, the result that you want, you know, you've definitely you can look back and you can learn something. One thing I do love about Hyrox, you can go onto their website you can look at your race you can click your name you can find out all the splits how long everything took you and then it's a really trainable event because you can break down each individual run each individual uh, fitness station uh, you also have the part called the rock zone which is the um, the bit in between the run course and the, um, the station and a lot of people forget that there is a rock zone there and most people dawdle they walk they go to the water station really that is a run that should be a run so actually in fact the high rocks is 8.7k so that high, that um, rock don't zone scare people even yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> don't scare the crossfitters <laughs> but the that that uh rock zone makes up for around 700 meters of uh of yeah, 8.7k it's, it's actually crazy how much time you can lose in that rock zone and that's what most people do and even yeah. that's what i'm saying when you when you go online and you you know you hit your name and you look at what you did you'll even get given like a score of your rock zone time and where you placed based on those people in your your heat or not your heat your division um you will get like a placement number of where you were like if you were the first fastest 10th fastest 50th fastest you'll you'll be told like how quick you were and you can kind of like start to learn of okay i need to get more efficient in the rock zone i need to treat that as a run and get better at running or get better at being more efficient there and not dawdling because you see it all especially the the people that are just getting into it it's kind of naturally feels like it's the rest zone but actually if you want to compete and get better then that's the zone that you can you know become more efficient and actually move off it now Obviously, I've done I've done all of the different um, categories in in high rocks. You've got um, male open solo. That was my first one. Then I did men's doubles in Amsterdam with Tarek. Um, I think I did after that. Uh, I did mixed doubles with Danny in Manchester. Then went again and did oh no we in in Amsterdam I missed one in Amsterdam after men's doubles in the evening we did the relay, relay yeah. so that four man fun, relay four man relay is savage and it's like <laughs> it's so much smaller than everything else but it's it's really good fun when it was oh, having a great time I mean yeah it's 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 literally just a smash fest with yeah, your mates yeah, <laughs> yeah that's basically what it, we did it on the off chance just we obviously wanted to win uh, we just did it on the off chance of let's see how this goes like we, we tried to make a bit of a strategy was going into this thing kind of blind it was like right what's your strength what's your strength and we kind of figured out who would put where and how the how the four-man relay works is so it's you, you still do the same course but you're in like a pen um all like next to each other and then whoever's gonna start i think you started didn't you i so, started so i went into the start pen first 
did the first one kilometer and then straight onto the ski. Yeah. And all I remember is like absolutely hammering that first one <laughs> yeah. kilometer yeah. run. Yeah. And all that was going through my head was like, how am I going to get another one k ski in this? <laughs> yeah. I think that that's exactly. What, it's like you can taste the blood in your throat. That's how hard it is. It's a bit yeah. like stair racing, right? Yeah, it's exactly like that. You, you. Oh, yeah. That was a. It's a great feeling, but a painful feeling yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And then um, obviously coming off the ski and then. You, like you're in the rock zone going back to the the pen where all your teammates are and that <laughs> jelly legs jelly legs exactly <laughs> running off of the ski back to that start pen yeah. is probably the hardest thing i've yeah. ever had to yeah. do yeah i think that's actually because you go so hard on the run and then you yeah. have to go really hard on the station and then you've got this small rock zone but you know you need to get back to your teammates so then you can release the next person so how it works is you're all in a start pen george started first so whoever starts first starts at the start line in like the, the starting dome they have this really cool big like red bull blue dome it's it like, really gets you pumped up, yeah it's it? really really cool like i can't wait for it to come out to dubai and for people to experience it but so the, per the first person starts in that in that tunnel they go out on their run, they do their ski, and then after the ski, they come back to the pen and they tag the next person. And I think our next person then was uh, Tarek. Yeah, so Tarek goes out on his run, he does the loop, comes in, then he does the sled push. And as soon as he finishes the sled push, <laughs> he has to run back to the pen to us lot, tag us, and then the next person goes, which was me. I did the run and sled pull. Uh, I had to then tag, I think it was Flo. Flo did the burpees. He did his run, did the burpees, tagged. Tarek again. Tarek went back in for the run and then did the row. Then he tagged you for the run yeah, and the farmer's, the carry. farmer's carry. That was fun. Then Flo went out again and did the um, run and the lunges. And then he came and tagged me and I finished off with the warbles. Now, there's a lot of... Uh, We'll, we'll talk about how we finished. We had no idea in this relay race what the best time was. We just knew that we wanted to go there, smash it, really push ourselves, have some fun with our mates and see what we can do. Obviously, with a goal, we wanted to win this thing. And George looks at the end of the race and goes, oh, we were one second off the world record. <laughs> it's like, what? And during the warbles, I feel like it was my fault that we didn't get that now because during the warbles, it was very clear that well, after th I did 30 reps of these warbles, it was very clear I was going for these 100 unbroken, not stopping. And I asked George to, to count my reps out loud for me because all the boys were allowed to come around the warble rig before we go over the finish line. So I'm there with all my mates waiting for me to finish these 100 warbles and I have to do all of them. They're not allowed to do any. I asked him to count for me. He then started counting and it was putting me off. So I told him to shut up, but then I lost count <laughs> where I was. And I got to 71, I stopped, I took a pause, looked at the volunteer, the judge, she showed me on the clicker that I was at 71 reps and then I continued going. Finished to the 100, we went over the line, got that time, and then George tells me we're one second off the world record. So that pause could have cost us yeah. that world record. I mean, that pause could have cost us, but also the fact that Tarek stopped for a coffee halfway through the Yeah, Tarek, Tarek did have a big pause. <laughs> yeah, and he better not do that next no, month. No, definitely not. <laughs> so yeah, talking, so more on more on the, the different uh, divisions in, in High Rock. So you've got, the, you've got the solo race, you can do that, the open... Uh, male or open female heat you also can do the same concept on your own but you can do the pro division which is basically the same but just much heavier weight so heavier sleds heavier sandbag for the lunges heavier farmers carry um, heavier wool balls um, you can then also do it as a doubles which you can have uh, male male you can have female female or you can have mixed uh, and then obviously you can have the relay which is what we did and you can do uh, all male relay all female relay and then uh, mixed, mixed relay as well yeah. so two guys and two girls which is really really cool so there's there's so much that people can be doing like if you look at a Hyrox and it scares you this is what I love about Hyrox their slogan is for everybody and it really means that because you don't need to go in and be able to you don't need to be able to do the whole thing on your own you, you can you can come in and 
do a relay, grab three other people, as long as you can do 2K of running. And it's a bit of fun. And it's a bit of fun. You don't need to be like breaking any records. Yeah. You can just come and do it. And it, you know, you're not going to be doing a massive amount of, I think overall you'll be doing 20 to 30 minutes of training and most people can do that. Um, so, you know, it kind of like that entry into it. You could just try out a relay and then if you really enjoy it, then you could look at, you know, partnering it with someone and doing the whole thing, but sharing it with them. So how the relay, uh, sorry, how the doubles works is you do the run together, you must stay together, but then all of the fitness stations, you can break it up however you like. You must stay together on the run, now you will get a penalty. So obviously you wanna be going with someone who's a similar running pace to you. Um, and then the, the, the stations, you just share them up. So you know anyone can get involved. If you do the relay, you enjoy it and you wanna improve, do some training, grab someone and do uh, the doubles with them. And then you know maybe the next step for you is then the solo. And then the, after that, it could be the, the pro division. And then you can start to look at your times and, and try and get them down. So I think it really isn't any, like for everybody event. I uh, absolutely love it. And that's why it's blowing up so big because there's so many people getting into it. It, it can be, I remember seeing a graph once, it, it showed you like the competitiveness of High Rocks and then like everybody event. And it was basically the highest competitive level, but also the highest on everybody event because anyone can get involved with the High Rocks, but also it can be really, really competitive mm. for those people that like us lot that want to compete. And I think that's a really important aspect to it that it's not just for that top 1% of athletes, let's say for argument's sake, like it literally is for everybody. I mean, look at, we did the trip to Amsterdam last year and we took how many, like 20 people? Like I think we had it at 15, yeah, 15, 20 people, something like that. And it was, it I was think just, it was a mix of like all different abilities um, and capabilities. Like we had, we had some people that had never trained towards it before in their life. And they thought, yeah, this looks really cool. We'll come and give it a go as, as, as a doubles. And I don't think there's one person that came away from it saying they had a bad time. Oh, like, I, everybody enjoyed everyone it. Everyone loved it. And a lot of people from that, that trip that we did actually just gave up everything else that they were doing and just went fully into high rocks and i think that's what a lot of people do and i keep preaching that that it's okay once you've done one you'll see and then that'll be it you know and i'm kind of in that mindset at the moment i keep saying to people you know if you if you don't do one now it's cool but like i'll see you in a year or two when you do do one and then you know we'll chat then because i know it's, it's i almost feel like it's inevitable people are going to do it and i can't i don't know anybody that's done it and well i say i know a lot of people that have done it have hated it but i don't know anyone that's done it hated it and not wanted to do it again because you yeah. either hate it and suffered and really hurt which we all do but then you kind of want to do it again to like better yourself and it's you know going finishing those hundred wall balls even if you're splitting it with someone else like you go over that finish line and it's just such a it's, it's honestly better it's a better feeling that i've ever had at any other race than any other race I maybe think, gov games was a good one though gov games <laughs> is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> i think i think as well because it is such a a measurable uh, sports like you've already touched on you can you can see how quickly you did your burpees your, your all your run times your rock zone times like it does give you that um that mindset to then think i want to go and beat it again you might not do it straight away when you're absolutely dying as soon as you cross that finish line but maybe a few days later it gives you you, you look back at your times and you think yeah i could do a bit better than that i want to get better at it um but it's, it's also uh it's also quite funny how many people we've seen, uh, certainly when you first start getting into the hybrid fitness scenes, like, yeah, I'm not really interested in that. It's not for me. I I'm did the same stick thing. To my running. Yeah, I think we, I, we all, all of us kind of yeah, did the yeah, same yeah. thing, yeah. didn't we? And then all of a sudden it's like, no, nah, actually, this, this thing's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's run with it. And I now did everybody exactly else that. is jumping back. So, in. Flo was the one that tried to get me into High Rocks initially, and I was like caught up in Spartan. I was loving Spartan racing. It was, it was my thing, you know. and 
you know, more and more athletes, like running athletes were getting into it. And now in, in my, this is my opinion only, but now for me, Spartan is a running race with obstacles. And once you can do the obstacles, it's pretty much just a running race. And now my build, like I just mentioned earlier, 90 kg, six foot two, I'm quite a big, yeah, hefty a big guy, guy trying to run as fast as a, a bloke that's 60 kg, you know, can fly across obstacles. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to stay with these people. So not that I didn't enjoy it because I loved it and I still do. And if it, you know, if we get some races that sh the shorter ones that suit me that come to Dubai, I'll, I'll still do them. Like I have a massive soft spot for, for stadium races. I love uh, stadium races. I like stair races, but the thing that really, really suits my body type and the thing that I really enjoy, and even the training for, it, I really, really enjoyed the training in this like hybrid way. So uh, yeah, I think so many people are going to do it, but flow was the one that tried to push me into high rocks and this was we're probably talking i don't know three and a half four years ago now and i kind of like pushed him away a bit i was like yeah you know eventually we'll do it eventually and then we never did and i think one day we ran a simulation just for a bit of fun and mm. obviously it hurt like hell and then after that it was like okay yeah this thing's cool and then did that deca fit realized actually i'm i'm i can do quite well at this thing if i train yeah. specifically for it um and then that was it i haven't really looked back i'm not really i don't think i've done a spartan race since i'm not apart from gov games which you would class as an obstacle race i've not done an obstacle race since even when they pop up i'm not really that interested because i'm so tunnel visioned on on like hybrid racing now you know if a decker comes i'll sign up i'm doing the decker um you got the decker strong in abadab yeah yeah what, so let's yeah so coming on to decker so let's talk about it so talking about the decker zones what are they so i think i mentioned earlier so you've got 10 zones you'll always have 10 zones in a decker and you've got the Decker Strong, the Decker Mile, and the Decker Fit. The only difference is that the Mile and the Fit, you will do a run before each one. The Mile, you do a 160-meter run before each zone, and the Fit, you do a 500-meter run. The Strong, you just do each zone back-to-back. -back. So I'll talk about the zone. So I'll just walk you through them. So zone one, you do 30 reverse lunges with this thing called a Ram. And if you don't know what the Ram is, or it's the Spartan Ram or the Decker Ram, it's basically like, it looks like a giant foam roller, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and it looks light until you pick it up and you're like, oh, okay, this thing's actually heavy. So the male weight for the lunge ram is 55 pounds. And then the female weight for the ram is 33 pounds. Mm. And you have to do 30 reverse lunges there. Knee this has is, to touch the ground. This is the worst station to start on, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because it just basically fires up your legs instantly, especially if you've just done the run before. Um, but yeah, you have to alternate 30 reps of that, knee touching the ground, and then come up for full extension. Um, after that, zone two, you go into a 500 meter row. That's on obviously a concept two rower. So you smash out 500 meters as quick as you can. Zone three, you have to go over a box. So your standard uh, gym, like CrossFit kind of box. You go over 20 reps, step over, both feet have to touch the top. Uh, you have to go over laterally. Um, I think for guys it's 24 inches and for girls are allowed at 20 inches. I'd have to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure it's lower for girls because most girls yeah. are shorter and then guys have to have it at 24 inches. So basically over over the box 20 times, that's zone three. Uh, zone four is, is kind of a, it's a strange one. I kind of, it's probably the fastest, I know in my opinion, probably the most pointless station, but I think it's cool. Uh, it's, the, it's almost like they just thought, oh, we need to put something in there yeah. to kind of break up all yeah. these like, high intensity movements and then yeah. they came up with yeah so zone four 25 med ball sit-ups now what they do they tend to have like a target so you can hook your feet underneath like a, a, a pole and then you you kind of uh, touch the wall ball behind your head and like almost like a butterfly sit-up you, you touch the wall ball behind your head you sit up and then you throw it at a target and you repeat that 25 reps you do that quite quick i think in the decker strong you might not have a target they actually let people just do a butterfly sit up and you touch the ball behind your head and then you 
like sit up and then touch the ball in front of you. I think that's how it works with the deck of strong. Um, after that, you go into zone five, which is uh, similar to the row. It's just 500 meter ski on a concept two ski erg. Uh, zone six, which is quite short. It's a hundred meter farmer's carry um, with dumbbells. So you hold a dumbbell in each hand by your side and you'll, the guys have to take a 27 and a half kg dumbbell and the girls, it's a 17 and a half kg uh, dumbbell. Onto zone seven. They, I think um, Yanti, who's the founder of Decca, he calls this the Decca Gateway, and it's um, basically 25 calories on the assault bike. So everyone's favourite bike. If you're not very good on the assault bike, then this is probably going to be your worst station. I, I think this is the point where you know whether you're going to make it to yeah. the end feeling alive or not. Yeah, yeah. So this this station zone seven, it basically is the make or break. You know, if you if you're doing that and you're feeling okay, then you're probably going to do okay after bit i remember having a really bad deck of fit day we'd been out in the heat all day got to the assault bike and it was just pretty much game over i was just fighting to survive i paced it badly i was overheating it was it was yeah. it was a bad one so yeah zone seven 25 calories on the assault bike and that's no different for guys or girls which i kind of disagree with because most guys are heavier and i would say weight you know plays a massive part when it comes to the assault bike so you know decker yancy i think that should be less for girls have a look at that deck <laughs> uh zone eight is yeah again it's a weird station this one it's a weird zone it's mm. so it's a dead ball over the wall basically i don't know how high the wall is it's it's four probably foot? yeah four foot four something foot, like that it's not be, not yeah. too high and you pick up a dead ball i can't remember the weights of them you pick it up you throw it over the wall then you go around the other side and you do the same thing you complete 20 reps of that I think it's a little bit of a pointless station. Most people don't like it. You can get really sloppy and inefficient, whereas then the the people that are racing on this station, you can you can really take advantage of that. Uh, yes, Flo, I'm talking to you here because <laughs> that's where I overtook him when I was dying. Um, but yeah, people can get a little bit sloppy here with picking the ball up and moving around because you have to stand in inside the bracket of this wall, and uh, if not, then they'll no rep you. So yeah again i think it's a little bit of a pointless station but it, i guess it plays its part you know it gives the the competitive athletes the advantage if they're efficient and i think that's a big key when you're actually competing in hybrid races is you know being efficient getting on and off stations mm. and even on the station because when you're tired it's easy to get sloppy and then actually you're just wasting time you can lose 20 30 seconds up to a minute just in just in your transitions or being inefficient yeah exactly um going on to zone nine is the tank push so it's a bit like a sled but it's actually these things like a big it's like a sled with wheels um they have different resistance settings on there uh, and you'll basically do 100 meters total 50 meters of pushing it 50 meters of pulling it so you'll most of the time you'll push it 10 meters and then you'll pull it back 10 meters and you'll do that uh, 10 times no five times so you do 50 yeah. meters of each so you do five pushes and five pulls um again to be honest it's it's not the heaviest it's nothing like a high rocks that you're, you're against a little bit of resistance again it's an area where you can be really efficient and overtake uh you know anyone you're competing with uh, people t tend to slow right down and use that zone to kind of catch their breath, but you can really put the work in. It's the second to last zone, so you know you're near the end, so it's, it's definitely a zone that you can take advantage of if you're efficient. And then the final zone, zone 10, back onto the rams. So using the, the rams like you did at the start, these are a little bit lighter, so you're going to do 20 burpee rams, basically a devil's press, but you're going to hold the ram with uh, one hand either side of it. Imagine the foam roller grabbing it at the end, but it's heavy. You basically do a burpee, chest all the way down onto this ram, um, and then you jump up, and then you have to bring the ram above the head, just making sure you've got clearance uh, above your head. You don't have to fully extend. 
and weights are 44 pounds for men mm-hmm. and i think 22 for girls it's like yeah. a big difference 20 44 for guys and then 22 for girls whereas if you're a strong female athlete i mean we've seen yeah. it here before if you're if you're a strong female athlete and you get to this ram yeah i mean it's, it's like picking up a, a tub of butter yeah yeah <laughs> i think for if you're a strong especially if you're from like a crossfit background 22 pound rams not going to feel like anything it's going to feel like you're pretty much just doing burpees one thing i will say about these burpee rams if you fell out of love with a ram when you were doing the lunges you are 100 yeah. percent gonna fall yeah. out with them here after doing all those other nine <laughs> zones and potentially some runs if you're doing the mile and the fit those 20 burpee rams are really really hurt but it's about similar to the wall balls in in high rocks it's just about digging deep gritting your teeth and getting those 20 reps out if it was 100 reps it'd be much much worse but you know 20 is plenty i'm glad they didn't make it any more than 20. actually i think the first one i did i thought it was 25 and it was it was a really nice pleasant surprise when i got there and only had to do 20. <laughs> oh you got to uh, do less okay yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah that's uh that's deca um we've seen then, some fun races in deca as well do you remember uh, Tarek and steven yeah uh, in lc when i think steven came into the burpee zone like maybe two reps ahead of Tarek. yeah and yeah. it was really cool to see like this race between the two of them. I mean, they're they're good friends with each other anyway. Yeah, but yeah. You could see Tarek engage that kill switch, and he yeah. was like, right, I'm just going to hunt him down. Yeah. And I think yeah. he finished half a rep in front of Stephen, and then they both sprinted to the yeah. finish line. I still, to this day, speaking of athletes that we know that have done Decker, I think Louis Schilling has definitely got the, <laughs> the fastest thirty reverse lunges. It was the first one that I did, the LC one, when I won the mile. But Louis went out like a rocket got to these lunges, r- smashed out probably the fastest 30 reverse lunges I've ever <laughs> seen in my life, but then absolutely died for the rest of the race. So again, if you're doing the mile or the fit, even to be honest, the strong, you need to be pacing it. So we've got, we've actually got the Decker Strong, uh, I think it's next weekend, next weekend in yeah, uh, Abu Dhabi. So. so we're doing that at Desert Shield. Uh, shout Great out to, to them. Great to see it coming back. Yeah, so it seems like Decker has left the Middle East, like the guys who were running it before, uh, say Middle East, they've gone over to Saudi, um, but the guys Abdullah at Desert Shield, they're basically bringing it back in, and they're they're uh, running a strong. He told me I, saw, I bumped into him at Gov Games, and he said that they're going to be running a. Uh, I think they're going to do a mile next as well. Oh, cool. uh, I'm just hoping that it's not too hot and the runs inside, and then I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm hoping that they'll do more. I'm hoping that it comes back. It's a really cool event. Obviously, it's a hybrid fitness event. The more people doing that, the better. Better for us. Um, you know, the more people that are doing this hybrid fitness stuff, it's. I think it's wicked, and I think. You know, Decker's a really, really strong um, race, I'd say. Um, talk about the last one. Yeah, let's go for it. So Fusion. So like I said earlier, we we, we introduced Fusion to give people some races, uh, in, in particular fitness races. Um, we tried to do something a little bit different to Decker and different to High Rocks. Um, so I'll talk through the format. So, well, there's lots of different divisions. I'll talk through this, the standard format. Um, so everyone starts with a 1k run they then go into a a strength station they then do a strength endurance station and then they go back and do another run but it's 250 meters so going forward they do 250 meters so it's 1k run then they do 10 I best not get this wrong (laughs) 10 shoulder to overhead with a dumbbell single dumbbell and they have to alternate they then go into 40 wall balls they then go back and run 250 meters they then go into uh, 10 barbell deadlifts into 40 kettlebell swings back to a 250 meter run they then go into like the endurance zone which is the middle which they do a 500 meter ski straight into a 500 meter row after that back to the runner 250 meter run 
They then go on to the sandbag station where they will do uh, 10 sandbag cleans, so sandbag to shoulder. Um, they have to release the arm and then the opposite arm that is. They then will keep that sandbag on their shoulder after their 10th rep and they'll go into 40 reverse lunges, knee all the way down to the ground, coming up to full extension. After that, they go to their final 250 meter run and then they finish off, which definitely is the worst station. They, they complete 10 uh, goblet squats with a kettlebell, quite a heavy kettlebell as well. Uh, and then they go into 40 single dumbbell devil's press. If you're in the elite category, you then get the time. The timer will stop once you've completed your 40th devil's press. The timer stops. You get a minute, a strict 60 second rest. And in that rest, you get the chance to set your seat on the assault bike to the height that you need it. And then you get a 60 seconds to rip through the assault bike as hard as you possibly can and get as many calories as you can in 60 seconds. I can just feel the hurt just <laughs> sat here listening to you yeah. talking about it. I remember it. the pain when I was testing yeah. it. And, uh, by just, the way, just a disclaimer here, those 40 devils press when you do do fusion, that wasn't my idea, that was Danny's idea. <laughs> so you're not taking the blame. <laughs> no, I'm not taking one. the blame for that. <laughs> but the assault bike was my idea and I think it's a cool thing. But um, yeah, so you, what happens is whenever you, whatever calories you get on the assault bike, that will re be reduced from your overall finish time. So for example, you finish it in 22 minutes and 20 seconds. And then in that minute you do 20 calories on the assault bike, then that would reduce those 20 seconds. So your overall time would be classed as 22 minutes. Which is that actually, I mean, we saw from the first first event you did, um, that could be uh, quite significant for some people. Yeah, um, like yeah, we saw Eduardo just absolutely nailed it. Yeah, bike I thought he was going to break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eduardo did, I don't know if it was 31 or 36 calories, which I think from fresh getting onto an assault bike, some good athletes will be able to do that. But doing that right at the end of a fusion after doing 40 devils press a minute before is insane. Like, I'd like to know what he can do fresh. He's a big guy. He's like, I think he's over 105 kg or something. So, you know, again, weight can play a little bit of a part there. Um, but you know, it's the same rule for everybody and everyone's done the same course. So yeah, it's uh, I think it's a nice little addition, but that's only for the elite category. And obviously those guys are moving the heaviest weights as well. Um, you're introducing a new category this time around as well, aren't you? Yeah. So we've actually partnered with, up with the WOD guys, um, and we've introduced a weight vest category, which we've decided to call the fusion force category. Um, they'll basically run through the open weights. So the male open or the female open course, but they'll just have a weight vest on. Um, which is quite cool because you're, you're doing all of the running in a weight vest, which is going to sap people's legs. So I'm interested to see, to see how that goes. I can already think of a few people that would be pretty interested in doing that. Yeah, there's a lot. Not naming any names. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people out here that love a weight vest. Uh, I'm sure it's going to get a lot of traction. There's actually a few people signed up already. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to do that. And sh yeah, shout out to World Guys for giving us, uh, they're going to be bringing the weight vest and they're going to give away a weight vest to the, to the winning male and winning female athlete who win the force heat, which is really, really cool. So shout out to them for partnering up uh, i'm really excited to be working with them uh, going forward um yeah so they're, they're the three main hybrid fitness races um obviously for those who already know about hyrox in the middle east it was meant to happen here in september last year so they started going around gyms doing something called the hyrox pft which stands for uh physical, physical fitness yeah, test physical fitness test so we did that out. yeah we ran we ran one here um from the gym and you know, it was cool. It was, you know, a lot of people enjoyed it. And then we went and did one at Alioth and 
we enjoyed it and everyone was like it seemed like every weekend they was doing a pft at a different gym and then all of a sudden they've announced this race and people are booking it and then i think it was two weeks before the race was meant to happen yeah it just got just postponed um, and there's different you know we've not been given a proper explanation of why it's not happening but we we've heard rumors of you know not locked in a full sponsorship yet uh issues with the venue because it's meant to be happening at um the world trade center now i think which is a, a wicked venue to do it at but you know they still they took a lot of people's money and still they have their money told them that it's going to be in june and there's still no announcement and we're in april so we're just hoping that it gets announced soon i've got confidence it's going to happen i know the guys that are running it i know that they're also running uh, it's the same people that run spartan arabia so they've got a lot of their plate but i'm just really hoping they can get something announced soon so that you know you've got it hyrox is now um launched in australia they're already doing announcements you told me yesterday they've announced in singapore you know that the, the uk are already announcing their dates for 2024 you it's know it's only a matter of time i mean yeah this, this, the Middle East is pretty much the only continent now that doesn't have high rocks. So they're going to want to jump in on this and get involved in the action. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, as soon as it comes here, people are going to get on it. If you are interested in it, I would say if you can, if you get the chance, if you're in a country that, you know, is running a high rocks, then try it out. At least then you'll be ahead of most people that haven't tried one. I'd say... Um, or if you're interested in taking it as a holiday, like we just went to Germany and we caught me and Danny now call them racecations and we basically <laughs> go on a short break. It's like a weekend away and uh, yeah, to do basically a high rocks and hurt ourselves. Um, I'm not really sure many people would say that as a holiday. Yeah, yeah. I'm guilty <laughs> of doing that. I did that a lot in Spartan as well, like just traveling around and racing. It's I really enjoy, you know, traveling somewhere else, seeing what it's like there and racing. It's a bit, it's interesting when you've got uh, a judge shouting your warble reps in german though because i couldn't understand what she was saying i was luckily i can count to 100 because uh, i had no idea sure what rep was because <laughs> i saw in amsterdam that you could not count <laughs> mate i think i think for the first podcast this is uh you know i think we've chatted about a lot obviously going forward we'll be giving out more and more tips but mate i've got one question for you so obviously since you transitioned over a bit more from like just running and obstacle racing and you've got more into like hybrid training now what would be your best advice for someone getting into it? Because obviously you got into it, right? From, from you know, you said yourself, you, you were in, doing OCR, you were doing Spartan, um, you kind of went off the rails a little bit and got a bit more into drinking, did the standard thing that most Brits do when they move to Dubai. And then obviously we met and I got you, I helped you back into it. But, you know, based on your experience over the past, say, three years, what would be your best advice you'd give a, a, an athlete getting into the sport of fitness racing? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think... The best, the best piece of advice uh, for me, and again, I've, I was guilty of this, was not being patient with my training. Um, I've, I tried to do too much. Yeah, you uh, see well, that a lot. Yeah. So many people try and do too much too soon. I tried to do way too much, way too soon, and it ended up giving me an injury, which ultimately set me back probably around nine months rather than yeah. putting me forwards yeah um, that's in, the trouble right so when motivation's high it's really easy to do too much but then if you're a, you need to kind of accept like let push your ego aside yeah. accept that your ability level isn't there yet trust your coach that you know what they're telling you to do they're the experienced person like listen to what they're saying you need to go slow and steady and like you say be patient like i always say this but to build endurance you need to endure and you know so many people don't understand that they think they can just go out blast as much volume as they can when their motivation's high and then they end up like you did like with an injury and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself and i think so many people are most of the time people don't realize that until they get that injury and then they have to go through that long winded process of uh, rehabbing the injury coming back from it and then they don't do it again because they learn from that mistake hopefully yeah absolutely i think i think as well um 
because the people around you are going to be so new into this sport as well listening to them mm. getting their feedback i mean mm. we do it all the time in the gym like mm. and i'm pretty sure your clients don't just come to you for advice like, like they'll speak to other people that are on the same program and they'll say like how did you how did you approach doing this particular workout like what was the hardest bit for you i've got to do it next week like how how what what could you suggest i could do like because mm, mm. we all know each other's abilities yeah, yeah um and it's like i know me and steven do it all the time like we help each other out with certain certain aspects of training yeah. um and i think you do you will eventually get to that point where you start to see the results mm, um mm. but this it's not something you can expect to see in like, a couple of weeks mm. um you've got you've got to you've got to like set your goals set your target and then be realistic with it because if you're not realistic with it, then you will end up getting an injury or you're going to go to a particular race that you've set your sights on within two months and you're not going to perform to the best of your ability. Yeah, like you said, it's like setting that. It's, it's almost like speaking to someone who's got the experience and help it, letting them help you set the expectation, pushing your ego aside. Because if it's something that's brand new to you, then, you know, you, I wouldn't go and, you know, I wouldn't start doing a cycling race expecting to win. You know, I'm not, I, I've done a bit of cycling, but I'm not the best cyclist in the world. I'm not going to rock up to a, to a, a, a ride race, like a cycling race and, and expect to be, anywhere near the top so you know although i might be competitive in my sport you know i'm not going in there thinking that i'm going to be the best so i think it's i think it's pushing the ego aside letting the ex people with the experience give you the advice and i'd say one thing from my side like you know hybrid fitness is very new like i said hyrox was was born in 2017 it's six years old people are still figuring out the way to train for it and you know everyone's training method is different everyone will have their own opinion people coming into it will have their own strengths and weaknesses. If you're coming in from a strength background, then most of the time you're gonna need more run coaching. If you're coming in from a running background, most of the time you're gonna need more strength training. I can definitely say that one thing hybrid fitness or fitness racing does is makes you get better at compromise running. And I'd say that's probably the key and the core of it is being a good compromise runner. Um, and even being, like, if running compromises you, then being able to do the fitness stations compromise from the running or being able to do the running compromise from the fitness station. So that's probably the core of it, but it's understanding what you need the most. And for that, definitely like having a coach in your corner is always helpful, especially someone that's experienced. I think most coaches should be able to advise with that anyway, but if you're looking to be competitive in it, then definitely having a coach that's gonna train you specifically for it. Um, I'd definitely give Absolutely, big yeah. advice, right? Oh, massively, like you say, you, you could get lost going down rabbit holes and there's so many different coaches have so many different techniques and ways of doing yeah, things yeah that, so many opinions out there yeah and it, it's just stick with one opinion if it works for you then you roll with it mm. if you find that there it's not quite working for you then maybe you look like to get more aligned with someone else mm. um but yeah i think cool I think that's it then. We'll wrap yeah. it up at that. So that was a cool episode. It was good to chat about it. Kick off Hybrid Diaries. Uh, we'll be back very soon with another episode. We'll find some more topics to talk about. If you do have any questions, obviously we're a Spirit Level podcast, so you can drop us a DM on Instagram. It's at Spirit Level UAE. Uh, my name is George Crew. You can find me on Instagram, George underscore Crew. What's your Instagram? My Instagram? Uh, I mean, I'm not as social as most people, uh, but my Instagram is at George Blackwell. And the clever thing is you replace the second L in Blackwell with a number one. <laughs> really, really clever. Really, really clever. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening, guys. And yeah, we'll be back very, very soon. See you guys.